I love um, Evan Monroe Faulkner. We've had him on the show a couple of times. Uh, Faith and Begora we have, lad. We love that Evan. Ah, yes. He's a funny guy, and he's mm-hmm. also a super knowledgeable guy when it comes to films. <laughs> Except for one big fucking... One fucking thing. One terrible flaw. And we love, that we can't we love get. him, but there's one thing we don't like, and it is the following. Uh, Rod Steiger. Steiger. What in the actual... It's not Rod Steiger. No, it's Rod Steiger. 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 Like Stagger, but with an I in the beginning. Very good. The subject of today's... Patreon. Yeah, that's right. Finley's Fine Reserve for year, years only as a Patreon for subscriber. For years only will get us through the night. This episode is Rod wow. Steiger. Rod Steiger, bro. Yeah. Okay. Oh, fuck Steiger. Sorry, so, dude. Love Evan. That's just not okay. Okay, so so we're talking about um, Rod Steiger today. And <laughs> uh, I mean, this. It, he's a tough one because Rod Steiger, um, first of all, has done so many films. Yeah has um, sometimes done his best work as not the star of films. We're talking, of course, like, you I know, would say mostly. Most on of the his waterfront. On the Waterfront is, is fantastic, one. yeah. The one he won the Academy Award for in 67, I don't have a problem with him right. winning the Academy Award. Um, but This wasn't the role that should have gotten him that award. Well, I mean, he's really good in it. That's 1967's yeah. In the Heat of the in Night. In the Heat of the Night, right, where he plays a Southern Sheriff for some good reason. Yeah. Um, he's lost along with... Um, Richard Burton in some surprising years. Now, he lost uh, when he was um, nominated for this first film, along with Richard Burton, who was nominated for uh, The Spy Who Came Out From The Cold, which I also would have been fine for. But of course, they gave it to the natural winner, Lee Marvin, for Cat Balloon. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on. Let's just back it up. What would be the perfect, what would be the movie that should have won Lee Marvin the Oscar? Uh, Best Supporting Actor in Gorky Park. That's not a bad one. That's okay. not a bad what one. What were you going to say? The big red one? Uh, no, that movie. Nah, that movie tries supporting too hard. in the killers, nineteen sixty four. No, I'm going to go with Gorky Park. I yeah. swear to God, it's my it's Gorky Park. It's, it's it, he's great in it, and it's my favorite movie. He was. It's one of my favorite movies. He was in that I like yeah. because he was in it. Now I got to say this: as much as I love Lee Marvin mm-hmm. and films like Gorky Park, Donovan's, Lee, Donovan's Reef, maybe also yes. But <laughs> Lee Marvin um, is kind of always Lee, a version of Lee Marvin. Yeah. And not so. Well, I think that's the thing about Rod Steiger because, in a way, he is. Yeah. When he lets when he lets go of whatever he's doing as a method actor for a second, mm-hmm. you peek into the Rod Steiger that you probably hear at heard at a dinner table. Right. Um, but it just makes you more impressed by what he does. And those method actors can be the fucking like shut the fuck nah. up and act. You know, there's a famous Lawrence Olivier thing. Right, you know, with, uh, with Dustin Hoffman. Oh, you know, somebody should have beaten up what's his name in my left foot, like at some point with your right foot, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's like yeah, that. Take it with your other, just with his own right foot. Bang, bang, bang. But here we have the case of a guy coming out of the late '40s and early '50s as a method actor. As Rod Steiger is fucking amazing. I think. I think Rod Steiger. You know, here's a funny thing about Steiger, which is he's a great. Actor at most of the time. Yeah. I think he wanted to be considered. He wanted to be thought of on the level of a Brando. Okay. And he he's just not physically beautiful enough to be a Brando. So in that sense, he kind of he kind of didn't he didn't have a lot of he didn't have a lot of the great shots that say Brando would have had, like had at that time period. But over over like just over like the course of his career, like the 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 the, the excellence of his acting sort of pulled him out. He's just great. He's that great. Yeah, he really is. 
Yeah. So, and the movies we're talking about today, I think, are like both movies where he was kind of going for this is how good an actor I am. Yeah, he really is putting on a show. Yeah. Well, in different ways, in much, very different very ways. Different. We'll, and we will be talking about this. Oh, yes, we will. Okay, I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> I think the first one we're, we're not going to have any disagreement on, and that's 1964 is the Palm. Oh, terrible the, the, the movie. comedy, terrible. comedy, <laughs> the, the comedy hit sensation, the pawnbroker. Yeah, the wait for Schindler's List to get something. That's hilarious, oh, folks. Oh, the rubber razor blades. I tried to kill myself with while watching oh, oh my god the pawnbroker might fuck. literally be the most depressing movie you've ever seen but it's so, so fucking, fucking well good. made so that compelling you don't and mind being depressed god damn it it's a good movie are there depressing movies where you're a little iffy like it, I, this is good but it's also so depressing i can't i'm a little i saw one with jeff goldblum one time where where he played um Earth Girls are easy. I get it. Yeah, yeah. He was um, in a concentration camp, so good start. Right. <laughs> um, and William Defoe was the commandant, and William Defoe um, made him. Have you ever seen this? He no. made the whole film. Jeff Goldblum was made to act like a dog. No. And so he's he's you know puttering around on his all fours in the commandant's office, you know, eating out of a dog bowl and stuff. And he sees out the window. Um, his family being shipped off at the gas chamber. So mm-hmm. he stands up and goes to the window and William Defoe says, a dog doesn't stand and puts him back. In the- and it was like, Ugh. that's like, oh, like to the point where I'm like, okay, what am, what am, what am I being forced to do as a viewer here? It's right, just a right. little too much. Now, cartoon cruelty here. Yeah. No, the bomb broker is, is, is a concentration camp movie. So it's got that, that quality is the yeah. one I described, but it is so fucking good. You know, this film, it, one of the things I noted immediately in this film is, it has so many moving parts and yet remains centered and subtle. It does. Weirdly. Right. It has two parallel storylines going on at the same at time. At least. Well, at every time the it has two, two. Yeah, the two major ones. The one is the pawnbroker story and the story. And then there's the story of everybody around the pawnbroker. Okay. Well, so they all every fit bit into as story. shattered as he is, in a sense. Not every bit. They look to him as the touchstone. Well, that's the of thing. They're so fucking shattered that they're 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 drawn to him. They're compelled. There's like a, yeah. he's he's the pawnbroker. Not surprisingly, he has a pawnbroking shop. There's this there's this old black mm, man who in the neighborhood twist. who keeps showing up yeah. with things from his apartment that he's selling because the man is so fucking lonely. Yeah. He wants a relationship with anybody, even the guy who's going to buy his clock radio and who has no use for him. Even None thinks of him as an animal give, from the streets. Couldn't give a fuck less. Well, and that's the thing is that is that it's a real study because whether he's reacting to that man. Or other people, we'll talk about this as we go along. Mm-hmm. You immediately go, "This film is is going to take me to the place where where a man has to break, right? Because yeah. nobody can hold in everything that he's holding in. Yeah. The world is fucked. He doesn't even want revenge on the world. It's no, just no. fucked to him. Right. Everyone's fucked. Anyone who does anything near him is fucked. He wants nothing to do if with. They anything. haven't fucked him yet. They're about to. They're the, fixing to. The only thing that he can he can count on is money. Mm-hmm. And if you have to identify him as a money grubbing Jew, he's okay with that. He could give a shit. He could give a shit about anyone and anything. Yeah, like all of the all of the. All of the humanity was swiped, was taken out of him in the camp. Well, you just it, it's and, this, and he's a shell that keeps creeping forward, not just basically not living but not dying is what he's done so far. But he does a good enough job. Norman Jewis and the director, or in combination with with Rod Steiger, they do a good enough job. So where you are interested enough and invested enough to keep hoping, yeah. it's in there somewhere. Right, it's gotta it's be. Gotta happen. Nobody has maybe, this lack of, of without being himself a monster, and he's not really a monster either. No, he's just. He's too small to be a monster. If, and, and, and at the same time, and that's the other thing too, is you're watching and, and, and it's very obvious what's going to happen during this movie in a sense, right? This is like three days during which like it, history backs up on this man and forces him 
out of this shell that he's created for himself. You so mean do gonna, the parallels of the other people's lives and what's happening tragically to them? Not just that, but it's also he's going to break. You know that he's going to break. That's going to happen. See, I remember, I remember really? even the first time seeing this, Not that's what's truly kind of terrifying emotionally about the films. You don't know that he's going to break. Oh, I always, I what happens that for, if he doesn't uh, break? Well, that's the thing is because you see some, there's a possibility of redemption if he does. It, it, it's the only possible redemption this guy has. As it's going along, we'll, we'll talk about characters that enter oh. in the storyline. As it's going along, also, this, this, I, this is a film that struck me as must have been instructional to someone like Aaron Deranowski. Sure. And, and I mean, mm-hmm. the most obvious one would be, um, what's the film with the, the addicts in Brooklyn, uh, Requiem for a Dream? Sure. That's the most obvious one. But really, almost all of his film have has like a view of the dark side of people who have fallen, and yet the pacing is one where it's slow, and then suddenly it just pops, pops, pop, pops. Pop, yeah. And it pops with little like an intrusive like subway train interrupting his mm-hmm. thoughts and, mm-hmm. in the middle of like a... You know, a, a sadness for him, or, or sadness for other people, or mm-hmm. his getting into a car, his closing up the shop and getting into a car, and having mild flashbacks to Auschwitz. But really, what you're focusing on is there's a group of people beating, beating the, the living shit, shit out, out of, of a person, and he's just concerned with like getting in this car because I don't want to even look at this. Yeah, Ugh, to uh, look at this world with these people. Disgusting. You animals. still have enough passion to beat someone to death. <laughs> I mean, it, it's really no. He, I mean, it's it's close yeah, to that. That's true. It, no, all, you're right. It's, it, that's well, pl- well said. And there's a little part of it where where um, it, it sort of hooks on almost to like Arthur Miller. And I don't mean to say that it's Arthur Miller like entirely, but it, it uses little plot devices to get some humanity in there. So like he has a mistress right? Um, wh- whom he, I don't know if he sleeps with her or he just plays cards or it's like some, like you're like, oh, finally he has human interaction with a person. Right. Ish. But, ish. Because... In the other room is her her father, who's also a, a Holocaust survivor, and who's weirdly dying. in striped pajamas. By the way, bad <laughs> costuming. Um, yeah, he just was lazy. He didn't want to and change. He's dying, right? And he's critical. He's the one person because he's dying who can call Steiger out. Like you are a coward. You're, you survived right. like the rest of us, but you're cowardly in your life. I'm, right. I'm over talking it. Go ahead. No, no, no. You're absolutely right. He calls Steiger. He's the only one who's calling Steiger out on his shit. The only one who who can sort of get away with it, Steiger doesn't like it, but he, yeah. but but but, and you look, you're like, yeah, you're fucking right. This guy's the only one talking real truth at this point in the movie. You're like more truth comes out, and that's kind of what part of this is the element that sort of breaks him. Well, that's the thing, and, and but before he breaks, here's the thing: it's so weird because he's not, he's not reacting to the world. He's not reacting even to criticism. He's not reacting to sadness, to mm-hmm. horror, to fear. He's not reacting. And yet he's not not reacting. That's yeah. what a brilliant actor he is. It's on the surface. It's right there. But yeah. he's not. He's perceptible enough as an actor not to quite let it seep through to his like skin or something. I can't quite figure it out. He's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So so I mean, there's 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 that story of his. he gets called out by the pimp. That was one of my. That's uh, one of the best scenes in the whole fucking movie. You mean initially? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's where he starts to break. Yeah. That's where he starts to break. All right. So there's the, lots of things going on. We should just slow down because okay, because right. he lives in the suburbs, I, I, either in like um, Westchester or, or something, shit. and and it's clearly it's um, right, Long Island. He has a pawn shop in Harlem. It's clearly Harlem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um. And so there, there's, um, there's his assistant, and right. I forget the actor's name. I'll look I don't it know, up. But I do know him as the kid from the, the from, from the Wild Bunch. No, 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 the Wild Bunch. Is, no, it's yeah, the Wild Bunch. Yeah, it's the Wild Bunch, right? Right. Yeah, he's the one who gets torn apart. Yeah, right. by Mapache. 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 And this cavalcade of like small time actors, and I don't remember anyone. Oh, Jaime Sanchez. Jaime Sanchez. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's the actor. Okay, right. so 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 there's oh, this the kid. Oh, the music is fucking amazing. Well, it's by Quincy Jones. Quincy Jones, right? So so Jaime Sanchez plays his like young Spanish. 
um, assistant, mm -hmm. and you know his thing is like he wants to go lead a, a, an honest life. He's obviously been in gangs before, but right. he wants to be like a pawnbroker's assistant. He wants to learn the trade. There's he a trade to be a pawnbroker at that point. He has a girlfriend who's right. who's um, a part time a prostitute herself mm -hmm. and she wants more than anyone for him to go straight. She wants to be on that train with him. So there's that. And, and mm -hmm. at the same time that he's trying to sort of learn the trade and go straight, he's trying to learn it from someone who could care less about being a mentor or, or him Just, or him he, at or all humans in general and him, not even in particular. And, and, and so he, like, he will be his mentor in an official such a capacity. This dislike of people is amazing. And, 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 and there's this pressure to like stay in this, like the straight and narrow game for Jaime Sanchez's character. Mm -hmm. But it's difficult when you get zero encouragement from a person who has zero love of people. Right. So, zero so encouragement that. to give. There's also this other storyline where clearly there is a pimp who's doing, he's using his um, shop as a front. Right. For like a money drop off, mm -hmm. right? And he'll go along with it, but he doesn't. He doesn't even give the pimp the respect of fear. <laughs> He's just yeah. like, right. whatever. I will sign the papers, <laughs> and Absolutely. because it's like he gives a shit about him as well. He right. doesn't actually know that he's a pimp. That's an important plot line. Actually, right. he right. does not know that he's a pimp initially. There is the 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 kind of I mean, I'm holding up air quotes here. Lover that he has, the mm -hmm. aforementioned lover right. with the. Um, with them, there's the guy. They play, they play bridge. There's all these sort of people who come in and they have their different circumstances. Clearly, people are like hopped up on dope and right. selling radios. Dope and, fiend. And then there's a woman, and and uh, played by Geraldine uh, Fitzgerald, who's who's her role really is to to be the naive um, redeemer. Right. She wants to come in, and she initially comes in, sort of asking for donations for oh, like city league God. sports. Yeah, or something. that's right, right, right. And, and he doesn't. Yeah. But he's like, I don't care. What do you want? Five dollars here, go away. Yeah. And she wants. She's not going to go away that easily. She right. wants to apologize for her behavior. She wants to take him out to lunch. She wants to know his story. And of course, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Get away. Right. Except she's useful later on because when he has his breakdown, mm -hmm. he finally has one person he knows could care about him. Right. Right. So, so all of that is like the, the first uh, two acts of the, of the three acts here are all about him and his how lost he is and disconnected he is from the world. Right. And the cinematography it's is amazing. about being lost. And it's overhead <laughs> shots of Harlem streets and people yeah. going back and forth between buildings. Beautiful, not beautiful black and white lighting. The lighting is beautiful amazing. Beautiful black and white cinematography. Yeah. The music you mentioned by Quincy Jones before. Um, the, the pacing is yep. amazing. It's mm -hmm. claustrophobic in the shop. It's kind of claustrophobic in the neighborhood. In the street, it's fucking claustrophobic. Yeah. It's so compelling. It draws you in well, with this repellent subject. It's such a great... It is repellent. Such a but, great concept. But you feel like you need to know more about it. And, and you know, at this point in 2018, the number of Holocaust films, and specifically the Jewish Holocaust films... Of course. I, I mean, I've noted this for years, and you feel bad saying it. it. It's not that it's unimportant. Of course, we have to keep telling these stories. But, but you want someone... It's why I love The Pianist when it came out with Adrian Brody. 10 years ago or whatever because it was a, a unique it was a new perspective spin, right? on it mm -hmm. this was I don't know that it was the first because I mean it's only 20 years past the event I don't, I don't doubt it was the first but it, it definitely for being that early on was it taking was a different look at hugely it hugely unapologetic look but also like how, not just the immediate effect but like once uh, yeah. once you know once the Russians or the Americans have marched in and liberated uh -huh. you, you have to live a life in a society with you know right. what we call with the, with the knowledge with the knowledge of what people do, right? Oh well, yeah, and of course PTSD, right? Of course. And, and so the breaking point for him it really does come with the pimp threatening him and, and sort of calling him out, right? Um, because one of the things is that he's he understands that he can't just be dismissive. His life is on the line, and, mm -hmm. and now we begin to understand. Oh, you do care about your life a little bit. That at least you care about something. 
And when he realizes the guy's a pimp, we're getting all these flashbacks. And by the way, flashbacks in for like Auschwitz can be like the worst idea ever. They're treated almost like subliminal film. They're blips Mm -hmm. most of the time of just images of what he's going through. Like a noise reminds him, and there's this Mm -hmm. great sort of parallel between the current story and that one. And then um, when he realizes that the guy actually is truly a pimp. It throws him back to Auschwitz, where his wife he discovered was, his wife was having to prostitute was prostituted out to the to the German soldiers, and that he was forced to watch. Right. It is for 1964 <laughs> a brutal, fucking, yeah. my friend. It is fucking rough. Yeah. Yeah, it's a rough uh, film, and mm-hmm. and you begin to feel for him and hope hope that he has a breakdown so that he can become human. It's like That's his what last I'm saying. chance. You you hope for him to fucking like explode so that he'll <laughs> redeem or something. And he does, but in a way that, of course, is not the easy way. It's not falling. <laughs> down <laughs> no oh boy no no which i like i happen to like, I, I movie, like that but, too but yeah yeah, yeah it, well, it, this is an explosion that takes out people around him in a weird specifically way high me like it fucking it 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 ruins it, it, it just it's such a it's such a such a dense explosion on his part well because he's been taking hope away from people mm-hmm. without even wanting to even caring to right. he's just been taking hope you're, away you're as a pawnbroker that's his job even you know to, of course yeah of course oh, yeah. i mean that, that and by the way that could have been this a for, very clumsy uh, metaphor and it wasn't it wasn't at all no yeah. but it's there but but you think about it and you're like oh yeah that's what he's doing the whole fucking time oh yeah oh God it's a beautiful it. beautiful Such film a, oh. it's you you know we often say like you have to be in the mood for a movie like a pick-me-up movie uh-huh. it, this is a put-me-down movie and it's it, you have to be ready for it do you have those friend do you have a friend no who had oh well, there's more to the I'm, question okay. i'm talking to people out there John. Mm-hmm. come on mm-hmm. uh, do you have a friend who's got way too many like inspirational posters mm. in their cubicles at work and maybe around their kitchen at home. Mm-hmm. And you want to just kind of break them a little bit. This is the movie to make them watch. Hang in there, Jaime. Oh, hang in there, Hyman. So our next film is... Uh... <laughs> continuing, continuing on with Rod Steiger. I don't know what to say about that film. I mean, just, I could go on and on, but it's... I'd just be repeating myself. It's, it's incredible. It's one of my. It's one of the. I would say it's top twenty-five movie without being a favorite movie. It's hard to. It's, I don't know. It's hard what to it, watch. Yeah, man. it is difficult to watch. But it's beautiful. Um, we head uh, to nineteen sixty-eight wow. with no way to treat a lady. No which, way to treat a lady. Okay, I'm. I'm sensing already that you don't like this. I film. don't particularly care. No, let, we'll, we'll we'll get okay. into this a little. Well, bit Well, here's more. here's what I have to say about it. Maybe you'll agree with this. No. I think it could have been a great film. Yes. It had yes, all that's... the potential to be a great film. And here's what, the, what got in the way. George Siegel and Lee, Lee Remick. God damn it. And George Siegel's mother. Yeah. Especially. Yeah. <laughs> oh, of course, especially. But but in a sense, like, Ron Steiger didn't help it along either. I mean, granted, oh, he was trying no. to show his range, but it was, like, he was doing like, like some pretty cartoony shit. Well, but I mean, see, the thing is, you'd have to have, we have to clue people in what we're talking about in a minute here, but, you, but I'm going to say this. He could go ahead and be, he's a good enough actor to be that cartoonish. Mm-hmm. You would just have to have something else to balance him out. That's what these stories, like when you have a, a story of a serial killer and, and someone chasing the serial killer, like, right. like Zodiac right. with, with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, and, mm-hmm. and you, you have to have something else to balance it out. And you have to have the balance maybe even shift back and forth a few times. Okay. And and it doesn't happen here, and it's almost like it's 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 so poorly done on the other part that it's accidental. Mm. It's like they tried to balance it out, and it doesn't. No one knows what we're talking about. Here's what it is. Okay, the, no way to treat a lady is about a serial killer, right. Rod Steiger, Rod Steiger, who's out who's out and about in New York City, the filthy New York City of the seventies. He's a man. Of, it's the sixties, late sixties. He's, oh, right, he's right. a man of means. Yeah. Oh, man of means. Yeah. He owns a theater. He's refined as fuck when he wants to be, but yep. ultimately he likes dressing up and putting. On putting on roles and sneaking and 
tricking women into into letting him into their apartment wherein he strangles them. He's a serial killer. Yeah, it's always they're always sort of like older women. Right, middle-aged women. And, and it becomes very clear he's got a thing for his mom. It's a it's a mommy issue thing. Yeah. He he strangles them. He puts a lipstick, um, you know, kiss, kiss on, on their, their forehead. forehead. Balances them on the shitter. It's interesting. The film, yeah, balance. Right. <laughs> they never really talk about that part. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, okay. Anyway, it's gone. Well, yeah, but but so I mean, it starts off. For instance, the initial scene is him um, over the top. Is like Just Father Flanagan, Father Flanagan. And of course, I'm going to go bog hop and do a little bit of the whole book. He must guy. do a little research because this is a woman who's like you know close to the Catholic Church or something. Right, so she right. lets him in. Well, she's Irish, and so so of course ex Irish Irish Catholic potentially, and that's what that's what's going to get him in the door. I mean, I mean, you know, and some of them um, are kind of cute. I love the one where he he, um, he plays the German. Um, uh, the German mechanic, uh, uh, fucking uh, fix it, fix it guy. Boy, you, you and I are <laughs> half a fruit between us. <laughs> Plumber, I think is what we're looking Whatever, for. Whatever, yeah. Um, Fixes the things that I poop into. And yeah. so, yeah, it's like you know, I'm from Frankfurt. I'm from. Is that Kugelhofer? I see that. Uh-huh. He has these great conversations, including uh-huh. the one where... The gay, come on, the, the that fucking gay, a- the gay guy. Uh, that's the sweetie. other thing. I, like, I want to take this movie. I want to call this movie Stereotype the Movie. Uh, well, the it, thing a is, lot of it. Yeah, but the thing is, I don't think this, the movie is being stereo- <laughs> stereotyping. I think that it's... It's. I mean, he's an asshole yeah. who would stereotype. Yeah, and also the people that, are yeah. kind of assholes too. So oh, the, the people who get murdered because they, the, pe- the people who are chasing him are fucking. Assholes. Okay, we'll get to that in a second. Oh, yeah. What I'm saying is, yeah, it's over the top. But I, I would have loved a movie full of Rod Steiger being these characters and murdering mm-hmm. women, and then having a well written detective. I like George Siegel. I like George Siegel. I like him, and, and I love and I love Lee Remick. I, I always like her in things. I don't know that she's a great actress, yeah, but. I nah. do, but I do like her. I love, you know, in, in uh, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, George Siegel, yeah. The Hot Rock. Uh, I mean, he's been great in films, but, but he, uh, it's just not well written. No. He, he's a detective who's obviously assigned to the case and has, has the sort of classic trope of like the serial killer wants him and him alone to be right. on the Right, so case. the serial killer keeps calling him at home and he finds his home, he calls him at all hours. Right? But his home life is that he lives with oh. his Jewish mother. Oh, she's not just, so, She's not uh, the oh. fucking ur-Jewish mother. She's, the, she's made out of the parts of lesser Jewish it moms. It makes Holy you fuck. embarrassed. Like, <sighs> why, why is she, can you give fucking Slip Steiger a five so he can come in and kill this bitch? Or she needs, she needs to go, man. Yeah. She no, needs to fucking go. It's an awful She's a Jewish, terrible person. It's an awful Jewish mother. Uh, and it's like, you eat? You're not eating? Oh, with no grandchildren? It's just constant. Uh, and never but, ending. And, and never, you hate, like, how does this guy, this guy can't sleep in that fucking apartment. <laughs> you hate George Siegel just for being her son. Uh, and and he's not all, slapping her. And he's also like, he's sort of beleaguered with, you know, they don't give him anything interesting to do with the police procedural. Right. It's always like he's on the phone. I'm trying to keep him on for three minutes so we can trace that's him. That's it. That's all. That's like almost the entirety of his police work until right at the end. Right at the end. And then Lee Remick is someone who's... I gotta, let me go ahead. off on Lee Remick Please, a Please, go here. off because on Because here's her. the thing. Because yeah. her initial introduction to this movie is as... Okay, Steiger is the Irish... Uh, is it is Steiger then. We've agreed. We totally agree. Yeah. Okay, no, we never didn't. Okay. Uh, Steiger is... Uh, is, is about to perpetrate his first murder. He's dressed up as the Irish priest. Yep. And he's going to the woman's house, a woman's apartment, and Lee Remick is coming down. Yep. So she sees him in passing. So she ends up being the only person who's ever seen this guy. Yep. So she's that witness. Uh-huh. And here's the thing. They take her in to go get like, uh, like, a, like a sketch artist rendering or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. She can't stop giggling. 
about how much she doesn't remember the face of this guy who's killing lots yeah, of fucking she's women. Idiot. She's an asshole. Yeah. She's worse than an idiot. But she was written she's as a monster. An she's yeah. a caring. She's a careless asshole. I, you just don't care about I those two. Give a fuck about her, even though she's incredibly song. hot in that first scene. I mean, sort of. Because her titties are almost coming out of that dress. Yeah, I mean, so that's, that's nice. I, that's objectification. I look careful, but but yeah. I mean, there's just no. I mean, they serve a purpose. But they don't serve it well. Almost anybody could have served another purpose doing it a different way. You and Rod Steiner could have been another character. You could have had the robot from Last Lost in Space. Why not? Why not? At that point, that would have made just as much sense almost. Oh, you're so rusty. Uh, oh, here's some more oil. Drink some oil, uh, why don't you? Oh, my God. <laughs> That's the Jewish even mother worse. of the robot. Oh, my God. It's even fucking worse. I didn't know, Your I didn't know a robot came with that kind of a nose. Oh, Get her out of here. You're not going out without the battery being low, oh, are you? Oh, God damn it. Uh, well, anyway, so... so um, anyway, but, but, I mean... Now, that being said, Steiger yes. is enjoyable Steiger is definitely enjoyable. And every time you're in there, it's that moment where you're like... This half of you is like, oh, look out, lady. And the other half's like, I wonder how he's going to do it this time. Because he's interesting. Yeah. He's an interesting fucker. Yeah. That goddamn Rod that, Steiger. That, that Steiger is a compelling as shit. He is compelling. Now, uh, yeah, the rest of it's the rest of it's very flawed. It's a very avoidable film. Mm. I mean, I, I, it's almost like go on YouTube and find clips of him playing these different killers. Yeah. You'll get all the enjoyment you need out of this you know movie. Almost, you know what's a similar movie and it's mm-hmm. almost a much it's, it's, it's a better movie? It's fucking... Uh, well, ask me a question. Let me guess. Okay, go. Not that one. Not that one. Okay, I give up. No what? Come I on. don't. I don't have a guess. Throw one out. Come on, just one. Uh, Muppets take Manhattan. <laughs> well, it's <laughs> in New York. Okay. Okay. I, the list of Adrian Messenger. Yeah, that's a great. Right, you know, actor is a serial killer, dresses up I as mean, various creatures. We should do it's that a much sometime. more compelling way I, to do it. We I'm will. not as compelled by that movie as you you and your dad are, by the way. I like that movie a lot. I don't think it's a great, but it's, I think it's better than this movie. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, well, a, yeah. a big thumbs down. That is, there, it is yeah. the way to treat a lady, it turns out. Yeah, with thumbs up. Well, not the, that's a, that'd be a, never mind. Oh, my. It's oh, man. Oh, my. Gracious me. <laughs> well, again, we don't have to ask you to support us. Thank you for being a Patreon supporter. Yes, thank you for supporting us as much as you have yeah and I, I mean feel free to let your friends know about this so that they can mm-hmm. enjoy these shows and, and our back catalog of secret shows the right. Finley fine reserve shows for patreon su- and, supporters and i really can't get enough of pushing let's drop us a line we got uh, our gmail account finley's on film at gmail drop us a line to ask us ask us questions we'll read them out here you know maybe uh or if you have suggestions for future episodes we'd love to hear them when no one drops us a line it's going to be embarrassing <laughs> we're just going to be making shit up what are you talking about have a random line dropper fucking generator online. Never make shit up, Tommy. That's Beep. crazy. Yeah, no. What am I thinking? Um, and then don't be afraid to rate us. I mean, I don't know why you'd be afraid, but rate and review us on iTunes. Be and then terrified. Tommy. <laughs> be afraid. I'm coming for you. Tommy, do you have any... Uh, Did you rate us? Because I'll fucking kill you. Yeah, come check me out at com- TommyWithComedy.com. Okay, thanks, Tommy. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye.